Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Um, Today and next week, we're going to cover two interrelated topics. The two episodes are probably each going to be on the short side, but I found that putting them together in one long episode was just going to be a little bit too long, considering my pledge to you all that I'm going to try to keep things short. So a while back, probably a few months ago, I was having a discussion with a colleague, and we had an interesting difference of opinion. I had been given some feedback that really took me by surprise and was not at all consistent with how I saw myself. I was fairly shaken and upset by this and commented to my colleague on what I thought was the obvious fact of the matter, that since it stung, there must be some truth to it. Much to my surprise, my colleague immediately rejected my belief. She said, that's ridiculous. The fact that it stings doesn't in any way prove that it's valid. I thought about that a lot at the time, and I've come back to this several times, and I think I've sorted through my thoughts on the topic. So my belief that if it stings, it must be true, came from a couple different sources. The first was obviously the trite old adage, the truth hurts. I think everyone's familiar with it. It's a shorthand way of saying that sometimes feedback is uncomfortable and really facing it head on can be even painful. Okay, fine, but that doesn't mean that everything that stings is true. That part came from my coach training. Or more specifically, it came from my experience of being coached and watching others be coached. There's a fairly pervasive philosophy in the coaching world that if it makes you uncomfortable, it means there's definitely some sort of personal failing or falling short that you'd rather believe doesn't exist and someone has just confronted you with it and now you're uncomfortable because you were trying to believe that you don't have that failing. The way this is often explained is that if someone made a comment to you that you feel very confident is not true, you don't get upset. So if you're six foot six and someone says to you very seriously, uh, it must be so hard on you going through life being so short, you'd be like, that person's crazy. And it wouldn't upset you at all. You'd immediately laugh it off and it wouldn't mean anything about you. You'd simply think that person's nuts. Whereas if you've been a little distracted and busy lately and you haven't been quite as present on labor and delivery as you usually are, and the medical student evaluations come in and someone comments, Dr. White never even acknowledged my existence. Ouch, right? And not ouch someone saying something mean about me. It's ouch, I was hoping that no one would notice and hoping that my actions or in this case inactions were flying under the radar, but here they are in black and white for all the world to see. It hurts, and there's at least an element of truth. In many circles within the coaching community, that sting is felt to be evidence of truth. But I do think there's some times that we might feel a sting, but it might not actually be the truth. So it might be one of a few variations on the same theme. It can be because you've been working really hard on a certain skill or attribute or goal, and you have objective evidence of progress, but someone has just suggested that you're just as terrible at it as you always were. Or similarly, it could be that you've been working really hard on something and someone suggests that you should really work on that thing, as though you must not even be aware. Another variation is there's something you're very conscientious about doing or not doing, 
But the person on the other end of the conversation or interaction is so programmed to expect a different response that they don't even hear you. Here's an example that happens a fair amount in clinical medicine. You're seeing a patient for a wellness visit, along with assessing things like sleep, nutrition, seat belts, helmets, etc. You ask about exercise. Over the years, I keep refining my question to try and make it so obvious what I'm looking for that no one could misinterpret it, but it still happens. My current phrasing is, in a typical week, how many days do you spend at least 30 minutes doing something specifically for the purpose of exercise? Even with that long, wordy phrasing, I would say at least 70% of the time, the patient's response has nothing to do with exercise. They say something about their weight. Even though I never even mentioned their weight, they're so used to it being part of the doctor's visit, especially if they happen to have a BMI over 30, that they assume the reason I'm asking must be that I think there's a problem with their weight. And it's not their fault for making that assumption. They probably have had plenty of healthcare providers ask roundabout questions that are meant to gently bring up the topic of weight. And it might even have been me in the past. Or they might be personally struggling with this, so it's always front of mind for them. And anything that sounds even remotely associated with weight will trigger the automatic reaction. So how do you figure out, first of all, whether you believe the person's statement to be true? And second of all, what you want to make it mean for yourself? Well, like all things coaching, the first step is to spend some time on introspection and take a good, honest look at what you find. Did you already think this was something you wanted to work on even before you heard someone else say it? If yes, great. You already had awareness. It's already on your to-do list for personal growth. You know you can prioritize this because it's important to you and not because someone else said it. How about if your introspection leads you to see that it's been a bit of a blind spot for you and it's something that was already part of your own value system, but you didn't realize that you could stand to brush up a bit? Also great. It's good to have feedback. It helps us improve. What about if your examination shows that it's objectively not true? An example I'm sure lots of us have run into is anonymous patient complaints on social media where you know exactly where it came from and you know that the content of their complaint is not accurate. The patient alleges certain things, but the medical record clearly says otherwise. This is a really painful one, isn't it? It hurts a lot, even though we know it's not true. And when I say this, I'm not implying that all patient complaints, social media, or otherwise are false. Far from it. I'm just saying that in these examples, when we know it's unfounded, like if a patient says a procedure was done without their consent, but they had three counseling visits and a signed consent form and the timestamps on the medical record show that the patient viewed all of the informational materials well in advance, something like that. So there's nothing for you to change unless you truly feel that your delivery could be refined or something like that. The next step after your introspection is, of course, to model it out and see what your brain is creating. So let's go through some of the thoughts you might have in these kinds of scenarios. You might think, all of my hard work is for nothing, or nothing I do is good enough, or they're not even giving me credit for trying or someone else's shortcomings are being attributed to me and that's not fair, or something like that. So let's take the second one, nothing I do is good enough. If I'm thinking something like that, the emotion it brings up for me is defeated. 
And when I'm feeling defeated, I tend to spend a lot of time thinking about how I didn't accomplish what I wanted to, or how no one even cares about my hard work. And I think of a bunch of other similar scenarios that have happened to me, and I create a lot of evidence to convince myself that all efforts are futile because I'm not good enough. Now, let's imagine we want to get to the other side of the river of misery where we're thinking a thought that empowers us instead of draining us. The stepping stones along the way will vary based on whether your introspection showed you truth or not. If you did see some truth, your stepping stones might go something like this. So on your current bank, you are thinking, nothing I do is good enough. So your first stepping stone might be, I'm bummed they think I'm not doing a good job. And the next one might be, that person thinks I'm not doing a good job, but I know I'm working on it. And the next one, I'm committed to self-improvement even if others can't see it. And then I'm committed to self-improvement to a level that I feel is appropriate. And lastly, I can sit with the sting of this feedback because I know how to use it for growth. Okay, let's do one more stepping stone progression for something that you find has at least a nugget of truth. How about they're attributing someone else's shortcomings to me and that's not fair. And remember, for this exercise, we've decided that there's at least a little truth to the person's suggestion of your own shortcoming. If I model out what happens for me, if I'm thinking a thought like this, it makes me feel indignant. And when I'm indignant, I spend a lot of time coming up with a mental list of examples to refute it. And I start thinking about how unfair the other person is, and I build evidence for that belief. And the result is I do nothing to address my own real shortcomings because I'm deflecting and focusing on the other person's shortcoming instead. So for this example, we want to get to the other side of that river of misery. Your first stone, working away from your current bank where you're feeling indignant and deflecting it to the other person, is probably going to be something like, when someone suggests a shortcoming, sometimes it might be true. And then this specific suggestion of a shortcoming might be at least a little true. And then I have some work to do so I can show up better in the future. And then I know that my efforts will make me show up better. And finally, I know I learned from that feedback and now I do show up as a better version of myself. So, We tackled some ways to handle things when it stings and you believe there is truth behind the sting. Next episode, we're going to go into when you're pretty sure it isn't true, when and how to let people be wrong about you. I'm looking forward to the other half of this. I hope to see you all next time. Opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.